live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Good Wednesday morning. My mic was stuck to the counter. What happened over the weekend? I don't know what's happening (laughs) in here. I'm Caleb Henry. That's Doug Fitzgerald, Mark Vale in the KLIN newsroom. And I know for all of us here, this might be news this morning, just like it is news for the folks listening. This is not the final day of the Jack Mitchell vacation. This is now the penultimate day of the Jack Mitchell vacation. Guess where he's stuck, Mark? Oh, let's see. Probably Atlanta? Still in Rome. Still in Rome, huh? Still in Rome. <laughs> Lots of flight issues, huh? So, maybe back Ac- Friday. Actually, it's the official title of that city is Roma. We've anglicized Well, you can it. Roma right in here and fight me over what to call it. <laughs> well, that's, that's what it's called over there. <laughs> Just like Florence's... Renze. Ooh. Sir, this and, is America. We and, just celebrated. And, and Naples is Napoli. Okay, now now we're just making everything up. No, nope. oh, that's true. <laughs> uh, but anyway, still in Rome, huh? Yep, yep, still in Rome. Really? I've, I've been texting back and forth, forth with him. We might have him on at 810, depending on where he's at in an airport. We well, might. That, that'll be 310 there. Yes, in the afternoon. Yes. That was quick, Mark. He knows. He's been over there a time or two. A time or two. He's been back over there. So anyway, we'll we'll potentially talk with Jack Mitchell today. Not likely, I would say very, very unlikely at all that he is back tomorrow. Should be back for Friday, where I do know our theme. We're doing soundtrack songs. Ooh, soundtrack. Soundtrack. Hmm. I'll have to dig deep on that one soundtrack song so and it's especially good if you've got a reason that that soundtrack was especially good for you or that particular song you really enjoy you've got a memory with that but if you can remember an exact scene from a movie i i want i want those descriptions i want to know why those were important to you so soundtrack songs for our request line friday in uh, two days got it Two days. It's already a What Chaps Your Hide Wednesday. We'll get into that at 7.10. And uh, the birthday boy, as of yesterday, John Bishop, he shares a birthday. July, with, July 4th? With America. Hmm. Hmm. So we'll get to him later on in the show in that 8 o'clock hour. But we have to start off with yesterday and the fireworks and not the ones that we were lighting off, those storms that rolled through and a lot of water coming down. Yeah. Actually, the National Weather Service reporting station evidently has uh, been out of service. They're reporting <laughs> zero rain in the past 24 hours. I can tell you that is incorrect. <laughs> yeah. We had, uh, it looked like I just took a quick check of the rain gauge about an inch and a half last night. Yeah. Well, we were in a flash flood warning. Where for a were, short period. Yeah, right. for a short period, for about a couple hours yesterday. And they were looking at potentially in the 7 and 8 o'clock hours yesterday, between an inch and a half to two inches in in certain areas per hour. So that's why you had that flash flood warning going on there. That watch went on, and the severe thunderstorm watch was on for quite a while. We were only in a uh, severe thunderstorm warning for about 20 minutes in Lancaster County. Seemed like it lasted longer than the, the actual storm. Well, yeah, the actual storm did for sure. But, yeah, the, the it actually becoming a severe thunderstorm warning 
um, getting up to that level was only about 20 minutes. And as a matter of fact, it was probably during the time that my family and I had just gotten back to our apartment and I went, well, it's going to rain all night. I need to take the dogs outside who've been inside for a few hours and let's just go get soaked. We get outside. I'm drenched. They're drenched. And I'm hearing pop, 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 boom, yep. boom, boom. And then rolls of thunder with that too. And I was like, all right, well, it's, there's lightning, there's thunder, and there are fireworks still going off everywhere. Yep. We had fireworks all through the storm. Like our neighborhood got after it. Mm-hmm. They were just out there in the monsoon. I don't know where they went anywhere, but we saw a few knocked over uh, shooting towards houses. Uh, I saw knocked over was quite a few uh, of the street closed, like on uh, 84th Street there at O going mm-hmm. north. Um, about two-thirds of the street closed, you know, the barricades yeah. were blown over. Wow. I imagine, well, I don't know, did you notice those, Doug, when you came by? I did, and and we had a few limbs in our neighborhood down, too. There were Some a lot trees. of limbs that looked like they were coming down yeah. yesterday. Yeah. Don't, and, and I haven't, Mark, you probably haven't got a hold of uh, of LPD quite yet this morning. Uh, they didn't answer. Okay. They must be busy. Well, I, I was going to say, I was watching the the scanner yesterday, and that looked a little bit busy, as one would expect on a 4th of July, from trash can fires to garages on fire to the mishaps of fireworks lighting off too close to your body, all the way to, with the storms, there were folks out at the event center, tents being blown over. Yeah. Hotel on fire. There's a hotel on Wasn't fire? Comfort, Did I miss that? Comfort Inn or something like that for a little bit. Wow. So, yeah, the very, very busy day all the way around yesterday. But some much-needed rain. Much-needed rain. That Appreciate was, that. As a matter of fact, because we had driven to Grand Island the other day, there are a lot of bugs on the interstate, and I was just like, okay, I got to go get these cleaned off sometime. Got to get these cleaned off sometime. Well, if you put it off long enough... And you get a good enough rain. Yeah. <laughs> I don't got to go wipe anything off my windshield now. That's true. That's true. So everything just took care of itself. Long, long weekend for us because we were off on Monday. So that was a four-day weekend for all of us as we try to all stay fresh in getting to the end of the Jack Mitchell vacation sessions. What else happened? <laughs> it seems like forever ago that we were even in here. Well, actually, I, uh, I didn't need to because we were up, but I attended the uh, LPD uh, Monday morning briefing, and a few things happened. There was a belated burglary, uh, 1200 block of South Cotner. Uh, evidently, a rock thrown through a glass door. There was blood on the area, a bunch of cash missing. Security video, uh, they were able to identify a suspect, went to his residence. He had an injured hand. A lot of cash, so he's in uh, Lancaster County Jail. Okay. Uh, last Saturday morning, an unusual. You, you've heard the term swatting. You know these fake yes. calls. Uh, evidently, uh, L, uh, there was a call to LPD from uh, the Netherlands about a house up on uh, I think North Fourteenth Street. Let's see, I may. I'll have to change newscasts here and tell you where that was. But anyway, they went to the uh, to the house. The resident. Uh, met them outside, didn't know anything about 2900 block of North 12, about 515 Saturday morning. Okay. Uh, they searched around, but uh, those kinds of things. And then uh, let's see, what else happened? Well, LFR did have a basement fire. Uh, that was an unattended candle that started some 
uh, combustibles and then a mattress and mm-hmm. smoldered and that family dis- uh, displaced. Okay. But I also understand that Monday night there was like a five vehicle accident out on uh, Rosa Parks Way, but yeah. no major injuries. On okay. That, so, and there were, I started to see, what was it? There was another a little bit further to the north, but uh, near oh. Greenwood. There, no, that there was, was, there that was, was a, a bad accident yesterday. That, that was a fatal, uh, f- I believe four people killed out there uh, south of Greenwood, just south of the interstate, uh, you know, where they, um, the two service stations mm-hmm. are there mm-hmm. uh, down towards Church Road. So, yeah, that was in Cass County. Yeah. So Yeah, I just saw that come across yesterday. So that's, that's a little bit out of our uh, immediate area. Cass County Sheriff has not posted. I did check their uh, news releases. They have not posted details. State Patrol, though, is assisting with that. It, that was happened late yesterday. Late yesterday, yeah, is when I started to see all that come across. So I'm sure we'll get more on that uh, today. So uh, Otherwise, uh, you know, fireworks amnesty, uh, 9 to 1130 out at Oak Lake Park. Uh, Looked uh, like Uncle Sam Jam went off well. Yeah, that's uh, that's good. And as a result of that, of course, Oak Lake Park cleanup begins at 10 this morning. They're yep. looking for volunteers. Lunch served, so if you want to. And, and boy, it's going to be a lot more comfortable uh, weather-wise out there picking up today than it was at Uncle Sam Jam. A little bit warm there on Monday. What is that, high in the 70s yep. today? Highs yep. in the 70s. Yep. Uh, heavy outside right now, though. Oh, yeah, the humidity. I, I don't know even know what it well, – let's take a look here. Humidity. 92% is what it's yeah. telling me in here. Yeah. Yeah, there was a little fog uh, uh, when I came in, so I think it's starting to dissipate a little more, so. So, we're, we're, we're down at 60, 68 is 68 what and 70 out at the airport. Okay. I mean, that's, that's not, I need the humidity to just drop a little bit, not just be so bit. heavy and get a little <laughs> bit of a breeze with this temperature. That'd be beautiful. Well, actually that's, that's probably what's going to happen. I uh, caught a little bit of Malcolm's explanation on uh, channel eight this morning, and they're expecting this to, to move on through and actually become uh, partly cloudy uh, here later this morning. Much lower humidities by midday. So. Wonderful. And in looking ahead, the highs for the next few days, tomorrow 79, Friday 75 chance of storm, Saturday 78, Sunday back up to 84. Yeah, not bad for their first week in July. <laughs> Jeez, this is, this is not bad at all. Jack, Jack Mitchell's going to come back and be like, what would you guys do with summer? Well, maybe he should just stay in Rome. Maybe. Maybe. I'm interested to hear from him. Because all of that stuff in Russia happened while he was there, there were, I don't know, what seemed like a dozen football commits while he was over yeah. there. How how much did he stay in the know of what was going on in the world and obviously what was going on back here? Like, how much of that stuff gets discussed when you're out and about on vacation like that? Especially when you're overseas. Oh, you know he stayed in touch with it. He was just all over Twitter. Uh, I, I don't do a lot of Twitter. He he was a little bit on Twitter. It wasn't a whole lot. He was a little bit on Twitter. I think he did a. I think I saw that he did a pasta, uh, kind of a event pasta cooking really or something wow. like that. So. Oh man! And by the way, it's eighty-seven degrees in Rome right now, so he can <laughs> he can keep the hot weather. Yeah, leave it right. So does there. your so Mark does your social media on your phone and everything work when you're overseas? Oh yeah. Like I mean. Nothing's yeah. blocked or anything? No. Really? No. Matter of fact, depending on your uh, uh, carrier, we just had work off our own. We're on Verizon, and they have a $10 a day if you use it, but just comes off your regular minutes. There's no roaming 
roaming. I, I see. I see where you're going. With that. Even even when you're in Napoli, there's no roaming. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, it's just uh, it's an international service, and you just had a, had everything. Nice. And speaking of Verizon, I gotta send a shout out. Uh, Lisa got a new phone yesterday. Very quiet. The Verizon store here on O Street. But we had a customer service rep, Adam. It was, you know, in this day and age when we have a tendency to be highly critical of uh, customer service reps, Adam just really knocked it out of the park. Well, good job, that, Adam. That is one great Verizon guy. Well, you got a really weird way to start off a What Chaps You Hide Wednesday, Mark, but we'll allow it. Oh, I've got I've got a chap. Okay, good. I, I wanted to get the good news out first. Good. We'll get to those chaps at 710. Another big event over the weekend it's especially big for Broadcast House because of all of the behind-the-scenes work that went into it across three of our stations, and we gave away some tickets here as well to Swift Dogs last Friday night where they set a franchise attendance record. Folks going out there for a chance to, obviously, support local ball team, but chance to win some Taylor Swift tickets down at her The Eras Tour in Kansas City. Almost 8,300. Wow. The Salt Dogs, since moving to Haymarket Park, had never had over 8,000. The franchise record was not 8,000. And it broke a 22-year-old record on Friday night out at Haymarket Park. Or as Maria told me, it's called Taymarket Park now for Taylor Swift. What's and the uh, what's the capacity out there? Total. That's actually a very good question. I don't know what the capacity is for. Well, I think it's a, a little bit fluid, isn't it? Because they do have the seating out in the berms. Berm. So I don't know. Uh, it's about eighty five hundred. Wow. So yeah, so almost capacity. So almost. I mean, they packed that place. It looked full. Everything out there looked full, and they got a win, so that's always nice as well. So, very, very, very good promotion that the, went on over. By the way, there. I don't know exactly where the seats are for those that won, but if you you right now you can buy tickets to Taylor Swift at uh, Arrowhead uh, in section one hundred five, uh, row twenty nine. They're uh, fifteen hundred dollars, uh, one thousand five hundred seventy seven dollars. <laughs> so, those are uh, some pretty good tickets to win. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Well, Mark, anything else real quick we need to know from uh, from the weekend as we head into this Wednesday? Most I know there were some people that worked on Monday, but as everybody gets back to working today. No, I think that's pretty much it. Uh, we got some street closures that begin today. LTU doing quite a bit of work. And some uh, 14th Street, O to Q, uh, and P Street from 13th to Centennial Mall closed through Sunday. They've got a, an event going on down there. Uh, Park Boulevard, south of Van Dorn, uh, closed for pavement repair. Westbound Vine, uh, just uh, east of the stadium, Antelope Parkway to North 16th Street. Uh, there was some construction going on. That's closed. This is going to affect uh, a lot of uh, traffic, at least, you know, in those parts of the city. But several Tran routes are going to be detoured, and, and we've got a link to that information posted at KLIN.com. So that's about the other big thing. All right. Well, Mark, we'll get to your news here in about seven minutes so thank you this morning uh want to get to one thing really quick before we go to break it is in our industry this is in doug maybe you've noticed this now uh for a couple of years here in, in in radio at our station and obviously previously working in radio the cute thing for us to do is when we talk about the competition we just say across the street or we say another station in town well there's something going on with one of our <laughs> I'm going to say friends 
because hey. we, we interact enough on online together. And as a matter of fact, he made cookies for my daughter's first birthday. Nice. Mark Onweiler over at the ticket. He lost his wife on Friday. Mm. They found out back in April that she had cancer. That's how fast it moved. Mm. We talk about the things that are, there are things that are very beautiful and there are things that are very painful. His family right now is going through a lot of both. We spent a lot of time celebrating over the weekend. We just talked about some of the fun things that we did. We came in right away and you were asking about the things that I, that how my daughter did over the Mm -hmm. weekend. Well, our friend Mark, and and you throw out the, in this industry, at at times like this, you throw out the the competition lines. Mm -hmm. And he's now dealing with the fact that he's a widowed single father. His his wife passed away, leave behind a daughter. It moved quickly, something like that. And Mark is a great guy. Like you, you talk about when, when things happen to the people that they shouldn't absolutely should not happen to. Mark is a fantastic guy. My thoughts have been with him all weekend. I, I made sure, like, when you have some of these online relationships with people and then a little bit of in person, just because our paths don't cross a lot, you try to leave a message where you can, but you're, you're not going to be overbearing. There have been a lot of folks reaching out to him. That's the other part of this. I bring this up because one of the best dudes also, Nick Maestas, he's running a raffle right now for, he's giving away a uh, a food truck experience as well as catering, raffle tickets. You can find Nick Maestas, Yo Muchacho, um, on any of the social media. He's got all the info there. All of the money to that goes to our friend Mark. Wow. And Mark actually posted an update around midnight last night saying how thankful he is for everyone who's reached out and explaining exactly what what their plans are for that money that is donated. Obviously, hospital bills. (laughs) We're, We're in a place in this country where hospital bills can be absolutely crippling to people. Hospital bills, funeral expenses. But something that that his wife had wanted, his wife Jordan, was for Mark and their daughter to take a trip this summer before school got going so that they can build some happy memories before everything gets going there. So if you guys have it in your heart, go ahead and find Nick Macis on social media. He's got all the links posted. They're going to run it through Friday. They'll make the announcement Friday afternoon. And our thoughts, all of us here, and I'll just say it, I speak for all of us here at KLIN, our thoughts are with our friend Mark Onweiler over at the ticket as they had a tough weekend, they've had a tough few months, and it's still going to be tough going forward. But let's try and help them out a lot. Help them out as best we can. Help get them covered on those expenses, and make sure they have a great trip, build some happy memories before the summer goes on. It's 628. We'll have sports next on LNK Today. Breaking news, expert analysis, and the stories that matter most, all in one place. I totally acknowledge seeing flames uh, is a scary situation. 1,499.3 KLIN. 
A look at news from both inside and outside of Lincoln and conversation on how that news affects us here. It's time for the Sound Off on LNK Today. But first, Request Line Friday's theme is going to be soundtrack songs. What is that sound? Song from a soundtrack that sticks out to you. Maybe it's because of a particular scene in a movie. Maybe it's because that song just was an absolute banger. Maybe we know everyone and their brother is going to send in a request for Danger Zone. (laughs) Don't be the 12th person to request Danger Zone. Because we know it's going to happen. But whatever those songs are for you, soundtrack, soundtrack songs, you love them, maybe you hate them, maybe there's just a scene that stuck out to you, a good memory, whatever it is, 402-479-1400, text those in. We'll get to those on Friday. I do expect Jack Mitchell to be back. I do not expect him to be back tomorrow. So we'll get another <laughs> vacation day because of the way traveling is going for him coming back from Europe. Let's dive on into the sound off and let's get the latest on what's going on in Ukraine after a long weekend. Dueling drone battles this week between Ukraine and Russia. The northeastern city of Sumy slammed by four Russian drones. Three people were killed and 21 were injured. That was followed by reports of Ukrainian drones hitting the Moscow area once again. Little damage, but flights at an airport were disrupted. Still, it's business as usual for Russian President Putin, especially after that armed uprising by the Wagner mercenary group. In a teleconference with Chinese President Xi, Indian Prime Minister Modi and others, he claimed a united front defeated the mutiny. As Ukraine's now summer offensive against Russian forces grinds on. Some gains have been reported, but not yet the dramatic advances. In Lviv, Ukraine, Greg Balkot. Fox News. Business as usual. How, did, like, how is that even a thing? Did you see where they, they don't know, or at least they're not saying who put it, but they had bombs placed on top of the nuclear plants? Oh, a nuclear plant in Ukraine? What? Yeah. I, I saw I mean, that last I, night. Okay. And like, that kind of escalates things pretty quick. Very quickly. <laughs> so we'll Very see Very quickly. Uh, speaking of Russia... They've been hinting at a prisoner swap, actually. A Kremlin spokesman says the two sides have touched base over Wall Street Journal reporter Evan Gerskovich, who's been jailed in Russia since March on espionage charges, which he strongly denies. Russia is evidently interested in freeing Vladimir Deneyev, currently held in federal custody in Ohio. He was captured in South Korea in 2021 and extradited to the U.S. on charges he helped to launch Trojan and ransomware attacks targeting American banks. The Kremlin spokesman says the negotiations must take place out of the public's eye. In Washington, Jack Callahan, Fox News. They just had a prisoner swap a few months ago with the Brittany Griner, the WNBA player. And that got all kinds of attention because it was, well, there's other people that have been there longer. There's other people that are potentially serving the country as opposed to a professional athlete. So kind of where was the, where was the line for I think anytime you can get Americans back, that's good. I don't necessarily know everything about the people being sent back. Right. That's just where I'm an average American citizen. I'm not deep into what all prisoners we have as a country or government has. Just get the Americans back. It's it's probably a very naive take on it, (laughs) but I just want Americans not being held against their will under in a foreign country. Yep. 
The Taliban is forcing salons to close in Afghanistan. Afghanistan's Vice and Virtue Ministry says businesses have a little under a month to comply with the prohibition of hair and beauty parlours. They were last banned during the Taliban's previous spell in power between 1996 and 2001. But since the extremists returned two years ago, salon existence had been tolerated, although windows were often covered or posters showing female faces spray-painted over. The Taliban return has seen life for women radically restricted. They're barred from education many workplaces, even gyms and parks. Jonathan Savage, Fox News. Your daughter works in, in that industry. So does my wife, yeah. Yeah, yeah we've got a whole salon. That wouldn't work over here. No, no, <laughs> that, that would not, not. work over here. I thought we had made... Your thought, family alone would put an end to that. <laughs> That's right, in less than 24 hours. So. <laughs> well, um, I, now I totally lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you get. That's what you get. I thought that they had made a lot of progress, right, over there, and now they're kind of reversing all that since we pulled out. Is that what they're doing with the Taliban and all that? Because mm-hmm. I thought there was a lot of progress being made with women over there. There was supposed to be. <sighs> supposed to be. But it, but if you don't have someone there kind of keeping an eye on it, yep. then things tend to go in a different direction. After that affirmative action ruling, remember we, we finally got yep. that last week, Legacy admissions is now being targeted. The civil rights organization Lawyers for Civil Rights is challenging legacy admissions at Harvard. The organization claims the school discriminates against students of color by offering an unfair advantage to mostly white children, alleging the university's admission system violates the Civil Rights Act. This comes as the NAACP is asking over 1,500 colleges to end legacy admissions. Following the Supreme Court ruling, President Biden directed the Department of Education to analyze what practices help and hurt building a diverse student body, including looking at legacy admissions. Those who support legacy admissions argue it builds an alumni network and helps with donations. In Washington, Ryan Schmelz, Fox News. You brought that up last week. Yeah. That very thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that, that was one of the things that you knew was being talked about around affirmative action as well. And for those that don't know what legacy admissions are, those those are a way for universities to tap into their alumni base and give favorable admissions uh, decisions to nope. those that are connected to alumni, kids yeah. of alumni. Yeah. And what is, if you have a an alumni base that has been around and has all gone to Harvard or all gone to Nebraska or gone to all of these, these different places, and now their qualifications don't have to be as high... I can see where that where there can be a little bit of an argument for that. Well, especially when you have a lot of money going into the university, probably as well through foundations mm-hmm. and family names and generations. Yeah, <laughs> are you a big Google user? All the time. Yeah, I think we all are, yep. right? In one way or another, the the browser I mostly use is Chrome. Like ninety nine percent of the time, I'm using Chrome. I was googling this morning at four a.m. how to change the lock on our door that broke last night. So <laughs> well, there you go. Well, Google's <laughs> privacy policy is set to change for AI. A change to Google's posted privacy policies now says the company will be scouring the internet, as in all the internet, for all posted content to be used by its various artificial intelligence products. 
for learning things like language and how people communicate. This will be done potentially with any user-generated content, even if it doesn't live on Google's own servers. Both Twitter and Reddit have been changing how posted content can be viewed out of concern for data harvesting, though neither of those networks have said it was in reaction to Google's actions. Eben Brown, Fox News. If you post it on the Internet, Google's AI has it. <laughs> it's there. That's what it is. That, that, that's ultimately what the, that updated privacy policy says. If you put it anywhere, its AI has learned from that, from that interaction. No matter where you've posted it or what you've said. It'll always be there. That, well, yes, remember, that, that, that's the other part. If you post it on the internet, it's always there. <laughs> remember, remember back when certain used Facebook and people were worried about that, right? Is my privacy going to be... I remember not, not wanting to put out your birthdays or all this stuff, and we're worried about what's going to be out there. Now, your whole life is out there. I mean, mm-hmm. it doesn't even really matter at this point. Yeah. And even every time... You, and I, I'm still convinced. Every time you talk around your phone... It's picking up something because advertisements will pop up things you're talking about. If my wife and I have are you talking not turned about off the FBI setting, <laughs> there's a setting you can turn off FBI on there. Seriously? No. Oh, I was going to say, wow. <laughs> got to talk to Officer Chad about and they that. They actually just built it in. They're like, hey, here's a thing we're doing. Would you like to turn this off? No, they're not going to let you turn that off. The White House has lost a case for policing social media. The judge siding with the plaintiffs who complained of overreach when the administration pressured platforms to address posts that contributed to vaccine hesitancy, they said. The preliminary injunction specifically restrains employees from a number of agencies from meeting with social media companies or urging them in any way to remove, delete, suppress, or reduce content that contains protected free speech. It specifically restricts the Department of Homeland Security, State Department, Health and Human Services, the CDC, FBI, DOJ, and members of the executive office, including Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre, from flagging content or collaborating with third-party groups to do so. Meanwhile, we talked a little bit last week. There was that roller coaster incident in like Norway, mm, yep. right? Well, back here, <laughs> did you see this in North I Carolina? Did, I did, I this did. has me just thinking about. I'm already not a fan of roller coasters. I'm definitely not. The more stuff comes out about the not safety part of roller coasters. The Fury 325 is advertised by Carowinds Amusement Park as the tallest, fastest, longest giga coaster in North America. But for now, the popular ride is closed. The state's labor investigators were on site Monday to look at the ride after a visitor spotted a crack in a supporting pillar Friday. But details have not been shared about their findings. The ride reaches speeds of up to 95 miles per hour and was shut down last week after the park was notified. The man who took the video of the coaster's beam told Fox he spotted the crack not long after he and his family got off. In New York, CB Cotton, Fox News. By the way, a giga coaster is one that is between 300 and 399 feet tall. Wow, I didn't know that. I had to look that up. Did you see the roller coaster in Wisconsin? What happened in Wisconsin? So we were talking about this yesterday with our kiddos. Yesterday, they were caught upside down for three hours, two hours oh, before no. they could get them up out. Yeah, right here. So the, here's a picture of it. So they had to get fire trucks out there. To oh no! Pull everybody down. Yeah. How would you like that? That's like a that's like a blood I rush. To the head. I wouldn't. Don't put me on there. 
<laughs> I won't go on there. I, tell you, I will been, be on the it's, carousel. It's been a bad few weeks for roller coasters. So. Not a good few weeks, for sure. <laughs> uh, the royal festivities, by the way, they're not done two months after King Charles' coronation. Scotland's distinct traditions will be marked in the capital Edinburgh today, as will its unique <sighs> relationship with the Crown. The monarchies of Scotland and England were combined some hundred years before their political union. King Charles and Queen Camilla will be taken by horse-drawn carriage from the Palace of Holyrood House to St Giles Cathedral to be presented with the Scottish honours. Crown, Sceptre and Sword of State. Support for the monarchy polls lower in Scotland than elsewhere in the UK and protests are expected. Jonathan Savage, Fox News. We're all still infatuated with the royals, right? <laughs> yep. Yes? <sighs> yes? I know Officer Chad is. We'll get his take in five minutes. Uh, because it is, it's summer, and especially coming out of this weekend where there's so many fireworks lit off and not everybody is safe in the least, Wildfires, Western United States. Fires are burning in Washington State that are threatening homes across the border in Oregon. Caleb Saylor is one of those who have been given the early warning. My house is on a level one um, evac notice, uh, which means we have to be prepared, so we have some things packed up. The Tunnel 5 fire threatens his home. The cause of it is unknown. Other fires in the region are said to have been started by fireworks that sparked dry brush. Fire crews estimate it may be early August before the burn area can be contained. Gernal Scott, Fox News. That is one of the things that had me extremely happy as you got into the meat of 4th of July for people right around here. And I know there were, you could, there were people still in town lighting stuff off over the weekend. Nothing really happens there. Like, they just light them off. You're not supposed to until the 3rd and the 4th. People do, and people did. And especially outside of town, you're able to do that. But I was very happy that when you really got into the meat of it last night, where you potentially could see more fires, you already still saw fires, but you had so much rain come through (laughs) to hopefully make it not as bad as it could have been. Because it sounds like it's not ever great, but it definitely was not as bad as it could have been. Do you remember back when California made their, their state travel blacklist? So here's no. a little, uh, their state travel blacklist that's actually backfiring horribly for the state out there. Seven years ago, when California banned taxpayer-funded travel to states it considered hostile to gay and transgender rights. What do we want? The boycott began after North Carolina denied access to public restrooms based on gender identity. Other states followed Kansas, Mississippi, and Tennessee. Then came Oklahoma, which allowed private agencies to deny adoptions to same-sex parents. Today, almost two dozen states are on California's blacklist. Democrats hoped for a kind of economic blackmail. But instead of forcing states to act more like California, nearly half the country is off limits to scholars and sports teams unless they can get private funds. (laughs) It doesn't sound like it's working out. It does not sound like it's working out. Speaking of not working out, there are a lot of folks trying to figure out still what is... What is Elon's Twitter? Like, what what does this world look like? Because he does what he wants, when he wants, why he wants, and we don't always know the answer to any of those three things um, on exactly what is going on. So and they're, they're actually making changes to TweetDeck. You have to be verified. That's a thing that's always been free, and I know a lot of people in, in, in press and especially sports media use TweetDeck mm-hmm. for multiple accounts, staying up on everything that's going on. 
all kinds of changes happening. But Meta, that's Facebook's parent company, is working on something to challenge Twitter. An app, some are calling the Twitter killer, is reportedly set to debut in Apple's App Store Thursday. Facebook and Instagram parent company Meta plans to launch a micro-blogging app called Threads, which will capitalize on Instagram's popularity. Threads users will be able to keep their Instagram followers and use the same username. The rollout comes just days after more chaos at Twitter caused when Elon Musk put a temporary cap on how many posts users can read and announced TweetDeck will go behind a paywall next month. Carmen Roberts, Fox News. I, I have to see how it works before I, I think it whether it can legitimately challenge Twitter. One more to, to get in before we get to break. An Iowa man may have set an extremely lame world record. Aaron Bothomi of Colfax, Iowa, says he's been collecting wooden advertising pencils with businesses' names on them since he was a kid. He says he's got more than 70,000 now, way more than the Guinness World Record for largest pencil collection, 24,000, held by Emilia Arenas from Uruguay. Two counters from the American Pencil Collectors Society were at the Colfax Historical Society to count Bartholomew's pencils. He told the Guinness Book Review process could take up to three months. Chris Foster, Fox News. Collecting uh, wooden pencils. I'd like to be the counter, the official counter. Good on you, Iowa. We collect national titles. Yay, 90s! 655 on KLIM. When you're... They done it. And now LPT needs your help. Crime Stoppers on LNK Today. Bad boys, bad boys. What you gonna do? What you gonna do? Fresh off of not getting washed out yesterday, washed away. Nope, nope, still here. Officer Chad in with us to uh, talk some Crime Stoppers. Did you have a good fourth, good full weekend? Uh, so I had to work Monday, but I was forced off yesterday. Yay holidays. <laughs> um, I I enjoyed my uh, adult festivities on Monday night. Because I knew I had to work today. Yep. Um, so yesterday was a, what's called a rest and relaxation day. So you were off yesterday, but what is yep. that? what is that like most, like if you are working the fourth, or for those that you know did work, when it is yesterday, there's severe weather, so yep. so there's calls for that. Yep. And then there are the calls for this person's lighting off fireworks, and I don't <laughs> like it. There's the calls of this person let off fireworks, and there's an emergency. Yep. Um, it's all over the place. So you know, the fourth is one of those weird ones that can go any different way. Um, I've had a few Fourth of Julys where I, I will never forget driving down the street at two in the morning on a Fourth of July, and there's a gentleman walking. In the middle of the street with half his face melted off. Um, just kind of happened up, up onto him. Um, I've had other 4th of Julys where I'm able to go find a high spot and just watch some fireworks where yeah. we've had very few calls. A lot of it depends on, A, the weather. So I would say the weather probably worked in the favor of fewer fireworks calls last night. Mm -hmm. um, and the day of the week. When it falls on a Monday, Tuesday, like it did this year, it generally seems to calm things down. And I know, at least in my neighborhood, it was it was strangely quiet all weekend. Watch out next year. It is on a Thursday, where most likely people are going to then get the Friday off and then have the whole weekend. I will put in my time off for next year as soon as I get to work today. I started thinking about that yesterday. But what, what are we working on, Crime Stoppers, today? Uh, well, it's kind of a weird week. We're having... A lot of these, the really sneaky things go on here. Uh, the first one is hand tricks. Uh, Lobo City Market reports this guy walks in, distracts an employee, and then does a quick change con. Ended up getting 800 bucks out of the register. 
Mm. Yeah, that one's, it's a little bit of a high dollar one for the quick change stuff. Usually you get 50, 60 bucks. That one is a pretty big one. Uh, the next one is purse diggers to felony fraud. We're seeing this one quite a bit recently. I'm not certain that it's the same group of people doing it over and over, but we're definitely seeing an uptick in it. Um, these three are seen going into, oh, where, I just had it, Hy-Vee. Uh, they go into Hy-Vee, they distract a female shopper. Uh, they end up getting her purse and all the contents out of it. Mm-hmm. They took her for $4,000. Wow. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like I said, we're seeing a lot of those here recently. I'm not sure... If it's one or two crews or if it's a whole bunch of people that kind of figured out a, a scam and they're they're spreading the word, but it's happening a lot, we need to get it put put to a stop. Well, I know if uh, if anyone can help out, Crime Stoppers got any information, they'd really appreciate that. Yes, we would. Chad, we're hoping Jack gets back from vacation next week. I don't, it, it's kind of calm without him. Isn't it? It's I know. nice. It's nice. I like it. Well, well, we'll see how uncalm things can get. What chaps <laughs> your hide Wednesday in about 10 minutes at 7 o'clock on KLIN. From the Momo Pizzeria, live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. It is a What Chaps Your Hide Wednesday. Caleb Henry, Doug Fitzgerald, Mark Vale in with you all this morning. If you've got that chap that's just... It's eating at you, but we know you don't want to bother your your family, friends, your coworkers, your pets with it. You can let us know. This is that segment, your time this week, on a short week. It really came up on us after a four-day weekend. There can't be much we're really chapped about, but if there is, 402-479-1400. That's the text line and the phone line for you to get a hold of us, 402-479-1400. And we will get to those here in this segment on the text line mosh pit chad starts us off and says people who have no concept of personal space while in the pool teach your kids to jump off the side of the pool where no one is standing <laughs> okay <laughs> I, i've got a daughter who jumps into the pool typically there's nobody around but i'm going to need more details <laughs> something mosh pit chad i'm going to need more details how big is this pool? Where are we standing? Where's the shallower end? What all of the details to know whether or not I'm chapping people. Well, if there's somebody right there, it's probably too close. So that that's why I said there tends to be yep. nobody around, and if there are, they've already been playing with her anyway. So well, that's that's, that's <laughs> then it kind of open opens it up that way. Phone lines are open 402-479-1400. I know we have several on the text or on the Facebook yeah, yeah, page. Yeah, we do. <laughs> because Mark reminded me to put a post up. <laughs> and boy, were the people ready for that. Boy, within about 2 minutes there were two or three posts. Well, so. the very first one that came in from Will, expecting others who did not go to college to pay your student loan debt. Exclamation point. I'll add one exclamation point to that, too. Just The Supreme moment. Court already made the decision. How are people still chapped by this? Just expecting others to. I'm not expecting anybody to pay for anything. Doesn't mean I won't take it if the government <laughs> says, here, it. take it. <laughs> well, there's no such thing as the government paying it, actually. Taxpayers pay it. Zero people have ever disagreed with that statement. <laughs> but a lot of people don't understand it. I think most people do. Lo- Logan care. says the re- I don't. <laughs> Logan says the roller coaster temps my body does not like f- be Okay. 
There's zero punctuation in this, so give me a second. The roller coaster temps, comma, my body does not like being close to 100, then the 70s, also people that complain about fireworks. That was a whirlwind. That was a roller coaster for me just to get through that first sentence. I think you need a semicolon. There is a. There are two periods in there, but... <laughs> Yeah, they, they they those did they don't not make a lot of sense either. Yeah, th- those those also did not help out with reading that sentence. But, well, it is Facebook, <laughs> and and sometimes Facebook can muck things up. Yeah, real good. a little bit, a little bit. Ben says, trying to listen in the morning, streaming isn't working anywhere. Yeah, we've had people working on that. That's that's one of the tough parts, also about Jack being on vacation. I am less available to run out of the studio to to fix some things, but but Steve, I believe, is in right now, and it should be working. Well, sometimes uh, because that's actually outsourced. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's not even us. Yeah, so yeah, it's not the even service, in the building. It's service providers. So. so we try. We we try to get it back up as quickly as we can. Roger says rain Roger, on the fourth. Roger, of- Roger did two of them. Did you notice? Oh, right I? back mm-hmm. to back. Whoa. Okay. So first one, Roger said, is that the first? Yep. Uh, says rain on the 4th of July, and then also came in with, will the city allow people to shoot fireworks on Wednesday night because of the rain? Probably not. I will say probably not. Nope. Uh, the the uh, city ordinance is very clear. Yeah. not <laughs> Definitely clearer than it was yesterday. Also, I don't think people had a problem shooting off fireworks in that storm. <laughs> I, I would not recommend that at all. I would I would have recommended be inside as best you can. We tried to be other than we had to walk the dogs and like they have to get outside at some point. You know they're going to get wet. Not just going to leave them in for eighteen hours. Tough luck. Sorry we were gone, but now it's raining. Can't go outside. Oh but, but, yes. But we got out there and it did not lessen anybody lighting stuff off. I was impressed that those things even lit. Now, we were the, talking about that. Like that was the other question much, I had. How are you guys getting this done? Yeah, how's that probably working? off a sparkler? They'll light a sparkler and then light the fireworks off of that. That sounds erratic, and I don't a spark. Maybe they just had a torch. Could be. There you go. Could be. That'll work. One of the neighbors, I think, Efficient. was I think one of the neighbors was standing just inside their garage, you know, with the door open, and just the, aiming them out the, and, out the yeah, door. <laughs> yeah, aim, aiming them out the door, and uh, luckily the wind was to their back uh, and the back side of the house. So once it went off, the smoke was gone almost immediately. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Back to the Facebook page. Becca says when people talk, I remember her, she posted this late last week. We didn't get to it in the segment. So she brought it back for this one. Becca says when people talk about 100 degree temperatures saying we hit the century mark, a century is 100 years, not 100 degrees. <laughs> we still know what we're talking about in terms of, of what that it's is. kind of a colloquial term yeah in it's case. yeah we we understand we're not talking about years but i can understand where where people want to be true to what the what the words are oh a couple of fireworks ones Mm-mm. maria mm-hmm. says all the effing fireworks thank and, you and that's not fireworks no 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 susan says i love fireworks my dogs do not i know some people do not either my dogs were surprisingly okay most of the were time. They? Yeah. Yeah, they weren't bad. I know other people had didn't didn't have it so well with with their dogs, but but yeah, my our son's dog, they got him out of the kennel yesterday and he came over and he had no problem. Like none. Okay. He was enjoying it. Well, that's 
That's good. How about that? <laughs> Several came in on the text line. Brickhouse Chris lets us know streaming is up. So there we go. There's one. There's one chap fixed. We've got that one. Rick says, um, whatever national programs you played on Monday. <laughs> sorry, we were on vacation. That's that's what happens when we're on vacation. We're going to take some programming that keeps you up to date. Jeremy responds to the, the body temperature one. It says your body is always close to 100 degrees Fahrenheit. Steve says people out in a storm with an umbrella lighting off fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. With a Mary Poppins moment. Yeah. It'd be nice <laughs> if they could kind of float down and everything, do, do all the magic. Can you imagine what those, uh, what were those uh, fireworks that they've, they've now banned them, those uh, like parachute ones? Yeah, the, the, the lanterns. Lanterns. The lanterns. Can you imagine if you lit one of those yesterday in that wind, it would have been in Odo <laughs> County before it even, <laughs> before it even had a chance to, uh, to uh, get to altitude. <laughs> it moved pretty quick. Pretty quick through there. We go to the phone lines. We've got Howdy John. Howdy. Howdy. What's happening? Howdy. Oh, listening to my wife say effing fireworks all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, so so you knew right away the way I read it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. Uh, so, Especially with the, the bulldog. Takes great offense to, to it. Booming. <laughs> So, so she doesn't get a bang out of the fireworks. Oh no, I do. <laughs> Thank you, Howdy. Oh man, that that's uh, I haven't heard from Howdy a whole lot on the phone. We got, we got a phone call from him last we week. Did, he yep. took took up a break for yeah, me. Yeah. <laughs> we had our neighborhood Facebook page was um, going back and everybody, everybody was going back and forth about the fireworks. But one of the funny responses was, "Please keep your kids and dogs quiet these next few mornings." Some of us have been up all night lighting fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't have to worry about anybody getting up early this morning and mowing the lawn, that's for sure. True. <laughs> it's a little bit too wet out there. Chicken Rich texts in, people on O Street going west past 48th try to pass everyone in the right-hand turn lane, saw a white crossover almost cause an accident today. Oh, yeah, that's there at 46th where that right lane turns uh, is right turn only. Goes from three to two. Yeah, coming up on where you can turn into Super Saver, and that's just before you get to the Taco Bell. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it, you, it forces you to turn on 46th Street. You can't mm -hmm. go straight through going west. Right. And a lot of people don't realize that because they come up over that little knoll there by Chick-fil-A, and then all of a sudden, lane ends. And if you're from if you're from out of town, you just don't know. They, they could actually put a sign up about 48th Street, right lane ends, uh, ahead mm -hmm. or something yeah probably should probably should keith n is adamant no in all caps with several exclamation points to fireworks on wednesday yes i heard fireworks during the storm my neighborhood literally sounds like an intense battle zone all the way past midnight so there were technically fireworks on wednesday already there were 3 a.m when i woke up i heard fireworks Delta Don says all the money that China receives from all the fireworks sales, not many of them are made in the USA. Good. Slip a little politics into this. That's always 
the most enjoyable part of what chaps you had Wednesday. Tom and Malcolm says, guys, I we recently watched Forrest Gump again. Didn't realize there are 34 songs on the original soundtrack album. And then he sends in his uh, his request for this Friday, Request Line Friday, where our theme is soundtrack songs. Oh. So that was not a chap that I did not realize till halfway through reading. <laughs> you know what generation uh, Forrest was? Boomer. No. Gen A. Stop it. Oh, my God. Why Why would you? I didn't bring up Forrest Gump. Mark, you did say earlier in the show you had a uh, chap. What do you got for Facebook. Us? Just Facebook? Facebook in general. They've now removed the, uh, in your timeline, you used to have the most recent. Mm-hmm. That's gone. So you get what they gave you regardless. I have not wow. checked. Like just to scroll Facebook, is that what it is? So yeah, you there go, used you to go be to the homepage. Used to be an ad, uh, uh, one of the options was most recent, and if you hit it about a half a dozen times, you'd actually get most of the most recent. Okay, hmm. but now that's disappeared. I don't. It's been a long time since I've even gone to where I'm like scrolling Facebook. Yep. Well, if if you want to. Like I, I went in to to try to see the the chaps post from LNK today mm-hmm. on my phone personal couldn't find it. I even did a search on LNK today and it only showed me historical stuff. <laughs> it goes back to 2017 and when LNK today and Jack and friends and I thought well he is you know in the in the land uh, of uh, long long ago so maybe that might be it. Who knows? Could be it, but yeah, Facebook just it's. They just, well, I'd quote Maria, but I'm not going to. <laughs> she censored herself for us. Yes, she did. Which is good. We try, we're we trying to go a full week without having to hit the dumb button with Jack on vacation. <laughs> we haven't achieved it yet, <laughs> but we're trying to make this the week. We're going to count this whole week if we can get it no done dumps. before Jack comes back. How much uh, willing to uh, to put on whether or not he even makes it home by Friday? My hopes are not high no. for that. Like I, uh, every and everything in me says we'll see Jack back here on Monday. Yeah, <laughs> just that—that's where it is. That's I, I'd have to agree with you. Well, <laughs> I tell you, the airline industries have sure had their problems. Hey, if he gets back for for us to play music on Friday, awesome. But <laughs> well, it depends. If he if he shows up, if he actually gets to Lincoln about one a.m. Friday morning. He's better off not coming in. Hey, we're playing music. We're playing music. He doesn't have to do a whole lot. No, but I mean, that'd be 30 some hours he'd be up. He's fine. All right. He's got the whole weekend to recover. All right. <laughs> OG Steven texts in people calling off work after a holiday. Calling off work. So, so like they call in sick. Oh. Gotcha. Is how is how I'm I'm looking at that as opposed to having it already built in as a vacation day that you took off. I view those as two very different things. If you already know that person's going to be gone, so you already know what's going to happen when you get to work on the day after a holiday, compared to you show up <laughs> or or someone's already let you know, hey, I'm not going to be in this morning, and you're like, okay, what were you doing yesterday? Oh, you're just tired? You're a little hungover? <laughs> that sucks, but got to think ahead. Probably got to think ahead. 402-479-1400. We can get in uh, probably a couple bit, a couple more right before the end of the segment. Chris Nalatha says, 
Four full days without KLIN and day five, the app is down. Well, it should be back up from last that I heard, but we're continuing to work on that. So, yes, continue to to audit the station and the show through what chaps your hide. And some, sometimes if the app isn't streaming, you can uh, pull up a browser, bring in KLIN.com and just hit listen online. Sometimes those are two separate feeds. Sometimes it just makes. Chris, just move to Lincoln and listen to us on 1400 AM or 99.3 FM or 107.3 HD3. Is that is that right, Mark? Yes. I got the HD one. <laughs> I think I'm one of the few people that listens to HD all the time. I can't even get it to work on my car. You have it in your car? Well, I'll, I'll, I would assume my car's a 2020. Well, let's go check it out later. Okay. Well, because Ed, Ed our, our engineer, told me, he was like, hey, this is how you do it, because he's got the same, uh, not the same uh, model of car, but the, but the same make. And so I was like, okay. So I just click through, I get it over to HD and he's like, yep, that's exactly what you do. I went in and I tried it and I was like, none of this works. Well, we'll have to, let's have a, a, a gas cap arrow jack moment <laughs> and train, train okay. you, train this you is, on the HD. This is nowhere near whether the arrow points to which side of the vehicle you can gas up. Nowhere near that level. That was so hilarious. <laughs> This is a hundred years in the future compared to that. <laughs> you can keep the conversation going. Facebook.com slash LNK today. You can also continue to text them in. We'll continue that conversation on our text line. 402-479-1400. Check of sports coming up next. 725 on LNK today. Things you'll be talking about today. This is the Morning Drive. Presented by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management. On 1499.3 KLIN. Busy after a four-day weekend, so let's dive right in. Number five. Well, it was a four-day holiday for a lot of people. Fourth of July yesterday, a lot of fireworks, uh, both natural and man-made. <laughs> the fireworks, uh, of course, on the third and fourth, loud in Lincoln. Um, and a lot of that happened while Mother Nature was giving us some fireworks with some severe weather that moved through last evening. National Weather Service's official uh, site at the airport where they tally all this evidently had some problems because they, they didn't report any rain at all. Uh, but we had something uh, around an inch and a half at Southeast Lincoln. We've had reports. I think Doug had uh, some reports earlier, didn't you? Uh, inch plus or more. Inch uh, plus, I think so. Yeah, and uh, pretty heavy winds as well. Uh, as a result of uh, the Uncle Sam jam, the Volunteers asked to come out and help clean up Oak Lake Park. Mm-hmm. 10 to 1 today, uh, lunch will be provided. If you've got leftover fireworks, you want to get rid of them. Doesn't matter whether they're legal or illegal. LFR holding an amnesty program out at Oak Lake Park from uh, 9.30 to 11 today. You can just pull up, uh, drop them off, and no questions asked. So that's all going to uh, be taking place today as a result of the Uncle Sam Jam, which was a big event. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people out there on uh, Monday night. And just while we're talking a little bit about weather, uh, yep. s- scheduled for 10.15 this morning, the monthly uh, siren test for tornadoes. So you might hear that. That would be the test. That'll be the test. And that was, that'll be right in the middle of that amnesty and the pickup out there yep. at Oak Lake. Right. 
So, so if you head out there and you hear the tornado siren at 10:15, that is the test. <laughs> it is the first Wednesday of the month here in Nebraska, so that's when they are they're running that. The only time they don't have that is if severe weather is possible on that day. They don't actually do it. Right. We don't have any chance for severe weather Good. today. So I'm sure they'll be testing those sirens as uh, they usually do. <laughs> I'm going to be really interested when we do hear from LPD a little bit later this morning. Maybe it ends up being a briefing, but just the number of calls and that went out yesterday for injuries because it's it seemed like i was watching the, the scanner was getting a lot of calls for injuries not just there were the car accidents that were going on yesterday as well but fireworks related injuries lfr was busy with house on fire garage on fire uh, they had to go out and there's a there's a dumpster on fire just different things but it was the and i said this at the start of the show as well it it was probably good that there was so much rain yesterday that it couldn't get into any of the dry grass or or anything spreading a little bit more on some of those fires. Yeah, and we had close to two inches, I think, uh, cumulative from last, what, Thursday yep. when, yeah. when we started, so that helped. Uh, LFR yesterday, uh, they had actually uh, responded to 68 disturbance calls. 32 of those were fireworks related. So they seem to be down a little bit from some of the prior years. Have you seen where some cities now are going to light shows with drones? Have you seen that? No. So they're doing away with the fireworks. I saw one yesterday. I saw one where they mixed both fireworks and the drone light shows. That's pretty cool. So maybe down the road, doing away with hazard of fireworks. So, so, so you get you get the light show, but you don't get the boom? Or do they just put it That's to music? Question. Well, the one I saw was combo. Okay of fireworks and so is is this drone. like laser light show type thing they're just drones with lasers have you seen those no well there'd be like there'll be like hundreds of drones that they're flying and it creates all these formations i'll have to show you okay it's pretty cool oh i hadn't heard about that. i hadn't either don't take go. away my fireworks <laughs> this is america doug <laughs> Trying to help you out. Number four. Obama's coming for your fireworks. <laughs> uh, Tony Vargas announced this morning that he's going to make another run for Congress in the second congressional district. News release came in, uh, and this uh, this morning uh, he's made it official that his campaign site up Vargas for Nebraska. That's brand new this hour, right? Yeah, uh, this hour, yeah. And uh, we've got the link to it and uh, his new campaign picture at KLIN.com. He came within uh, a couple of points uh, defeat of uh, uh, last election. Uh, Don Bacon came in with fifty one point three percent of the vote. He, uh, Vargas got forty eight point six percent of the vote. So he's going to make another run for it. We'll see how uh, that uh, pans out. Obviously, uh, at this point, no challenger in the Democratic primary to him. I don't know whether there will be one. We'll have to wait and see. But that does set itself up as the the most flippable of Nebraska's five congressional seats. Well, the between, three, three the, the, congressional and two Senate, yeah. But yeah, yeah, the three in the House and the two yeah. in the Senate. So, yeah, prob- so most likely. So out of Nebraska's delegation of five, yeah, that and that that always seems like that's the one that's most flippable either way. Well, yeah, it's it's the most hotly contested uh, Omaha Metro primarily uh, with that uh, district. 
Don Bacon, who's got a, a firm, uh, you know, constituency in Omaha, having been uh, at Offutt, Air, retired Air Force General. Um, just seemed, you know, he voted for the infrastructure bill, uh, contrary to what some Republicans wanted him to do back when it was uh, what, 2021, part of the Biden administration's right. build back better. So, uh, you know, he's represented that district fairly well, so we'll have to see now whether uh, Tony Vargas can, can make a run out of it, assuming he gets the Democratic nomination. Right. See. But this also tells us that that's one less Democrat to run for the statewide Senate seat when you have both of those up for Correct. election next fall as well. Correct. It, it takes a, a prominent Democrat in the in the state out of running for Senate. So. He, well, you know, and, and quite frankly, he's, he's represented the district there in, in Omaha, has got great name recognition, mm-hmm. brought a lot back to his district. So that, that that would seem to, and he gave Bacon a, you know, a, a good run in 2022. Yeah. Definitely seems like his most winnable election compared to either of the Senate seats. Yeah, it just depends on whether, you know, how the how everything shapes up with the Biden administration, whether they can make the Supreme Court rulings on abortion uh, and, and all of that. I mean, he was uh, played a, a big part in the budget here in the in the legislature, but was against the abortion uh, provisions that, that passed. So we'll have to wait and see how that all comes out and, and where he draws the line. And goes toe to toe with uh, Congressman Bacon. Who all do we know is running next next year? Well, those are the only two that I believe. Of. I, I I don't know whether Bacon is officially announced. Yeah, I think he has. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's uh, that's all I'm aware of right now. Deb Fisher, of course, has announced she's running. Um, we'll have to wait and see uh, who the Democrats put up against uh, her if they even do. They say they will. Uh, that we heard from Precious McKesson <laughs> last week yeah. when uh, Senator Ricketts announced. So. Yeah, definitely watching that in, a year out from getting through those primaries, most of the primaries, and then obviously about a year and a half from getting to November. Going to be quick. a contested 2024. Not just what you're seeing at the, the national scale, who's even going to be running on that those presidential tickets, but... All five right. of Nebraska's delegation up here in Nebraska. Pretty unusual. Gives us plenty to do, though. Keeps us and, plenty busy. And, and, and it's bound to bring a lot of outside money into the state race. Uh, that that is, I don't think we can we can place enough emphasis on that. the The amount of, especially in a place where there's a contested uh, contested seat in Omaha, a lot of money going there. If Democrats feel they can get to any of these, they're going to pump a lot of money into it. You want the, as they call it, the blue dot, potentially getting an electoral vote out of Omaha, the money that'll go there. And then you look to the potential Pete Ricketts, Charles Herbster primary. Yeah, that, that'd just be their own money. Yeah, so you don't even have to, that's not even outside money. That's just a lot of money here happening for all of that. But it's it's shaping up to be another busy and contentious one in 2024 number three sentence handed down friday 21 year old gang member uh that was uh at 30 years in prison for his role in the uh, murder of lincoln police officer mario herrera orion ross uh informed fellow gang member felipe vasquez 
where a stolen firearm was stashed in the bedroom in which they were barricaded as police were there to serve the warrant for Vasquez. And uh, that gun was the one that Vasquez used uh, in the murder of Mario Herrera. Judge sentenced um, Ross to 30 years. And that was back in 2020. And I, I remember because we had gotten to that fall where we were, we were doing high school football games for Pius and the Herrera family, very well known around around Pius, very involved there, and just how how heartbreaking that was at the time. And now you've seen the justice system play itself out over the next two and a half, three years. That sentencing, three decades. Yeah, this all uh, you know was a big gang that was the No Name Demons Gang. No Name Demons Gang. And they were, uh, several of them, 11 other members uh, found guilty in federal court for their roles in other crimes, gang rape, conspiracy to obtain firearms. Um, So, big law enforcement effort. FBI was involved. And so, 30 years on this one for a 21-year-old. Number two. Well-executed promotion. Can be a love story. Friday. Baseball fans in the Lincoln area said, yep, as the Salt Dogs became the Swift Dogs. I love your own spin, because the way I wrote that was just riffing on a Taylor Swift song. And it's a love story. Baby, just say, yep. That's the Mark Vale version. Why we're talking about this, though, there was a big promotion, and it got a lot of folks out to the ballpark on Friday. Record number of fans, nearly 8,300 out there. That sets a franchise record that goes back 22 years to the inaugural season for the Salt Dogs. So the Swift Dogs officially own the Salt Dogs attendance record from Friday. And oh, by the way, as they played the ex-boyfriends. Oh, I saw that. That was was their name, the ex-boyfriends. Got a 6-1 to win. Packed that ballpark. Within a couple hundred of it being capacity. I would say almost full capacity on that one. At Taymarket Park for Taylor Swift night. And they gave away some tickets to the Eras Tour. Mark, I think you had looked it up earlier, the prices on those tickets. I'm relooking it right now. Two tickets seated together. Arrowhead Stadium, Section 105, Row 29, $1,577. Is that total or each? Each. Each. Mm. You can go up. In the upper level, section 319, unrestricted view out of row five. It's even a little pricier at 1582. Now, if you really want to get pricey, (laughs) you can get up to $1,881 in section 304, row 15. So that's a cool 3,900 plus if you want to take somebody. To the Taylor Swift concert at Carroll. So there was a, a story a while back that the Taylor Swift tour, they're projecting it to be responsible for a $5 billion surge in the U.S. economy. That's obviously, wow. that, that's across the country. But here locally, you look at this promotion, which was on three of our stations here at Broadcast House between B1073, Red 94.5, and of course, Froggy 98. And we gave away some tickets to Swift Dogs as well. They had an event down in the rail yard where they had well over a 1,000 people down there for that. Think about the number of people that are buying drinks, that are paying for parking, going out to eat, all of those different things around that event. You have a near-capacity crowd at Haymarket Park. 
that had to park. They may have come into town for this. They may from outside of Lincoln. All the folks that grabbed dinner to make this a night out, they, they got food at the ballpark. They got drinks at the ballpark. Even locally, where we don't have a Taylor Swift concert here in town, but because of this wonderful promotion that Maria put on yep. in the partnership of, of our, our stations here and in the local businesses and, of course, the Salt Dogs, that's money into the economy locally because of this Taylor yep. Swift tour coming the closest it can down in Kansas City where they're spending boatloads of money <laughs> oh, to I just get in. On-field seats just off the stage. What do you think? Oh. Two, two seats together, mean, unrestricted like, view. Like uh, VIP section-ish? Pretty much, kind of. Mm. You know, it's along the runway there. I'm going to guess 20. Oh, I'm going to guess 3,100. I will each. S- you're talking about. You're yeah, saying thirty-one hundred each? each VIP. I'm saying twelve thousand each. Oh, ninety-four ninety. Oh, what? I, I, you were. You you went with the you, yeah, you over, get the prices right rules. You get right. the prices right rules. <laughs> <laughs> and Jack's not here, so we don't have to explain how prices right works. To him. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, good point. Good point. <laughs> Number one. Uh, here's a crazy Iowa guy. May have set up an <laughs> odd world record. Aaron Bartholomew of Colfax looks to break the Guinness World Record for largest pencil collection. Right now, it stands at twenty four thousand. He's got more than seventy. Mm. <laughs> we had this in sound off and it got me thinking <laughs> what are like the lamest world records where someone obviously someone's going to be super proud of that he's been collecting them his whole life some people collect trading cards whether it's it's pokemon or baseball or football or some other sport or some other niche entertainment thing they're into maybe they collect those old helmets you used to get out of the gumball machine Maybe it was all of the quarters across all 50 states, which I don't know what the actual value of having all 50 of those even is. But pencils. 70,000 pencils. Here, here's some good ones. Longest fingernails. Most metal eaten. Most snails on your face. Most number of candles extinguished by farting. <laughs> That's a real one. That's a real-world record. Longest journey by a pumpkin boat. Most toilet seats broken by the head in one minute. Loudest female burp. <laughs> there you go. Longest distance traveled holding a table between the teeth with a woman sitting on it. <laughs> Why is that addendum even important? Hey, they could break a couple there if she burps loud enough. The longest kiss ever. What do you guys think the longest kiss was? Oh, I've seen those contests. 58 hours, 35 minutes, 58 seconds. I hope they had a supply of Tic Tacs. <laughs> At some point oh. in there, you got to use the bathroom. Alone. Well, you don't have to, I guess. That's the morning drive brought to you by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management. No, you don't have to. It just depends. It's just, uh, I wanted to walk away from it. And you're just pointing at me. Maintained in the area. If you come across anything that slows you down, call the traffic hotline 402-479-1414. Keeping you moving to a time-saver traffic. I'm Chris Lofgren. 
You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIS. Well, we're going to attempt to talk to Jack Mitchell from the airport in Roma. <laughs> if I say Rome, Mark Vale will run in here and probably just hit me across the head and say, I told you how to say it right. So we're going to try to talk to Jack, wrapping up that vacation, figure it out. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. We get into the 8 o'clock hour here in Lincoln. Caleb Henry, Doug Fitzgerald in studio. But we jump ahead to 310 in Rome. And we talked to Jack Mitchell for the first time in a couple of weeks at the airport. Jack, how's it going this afternoon for you? Well, it's okay. Can you hear me all right? Yeah, we got you. Good, good. Uh, it's okay. I didn't expect to be uh, still here right now, <laughs> <laughs> which is, uh, I'm, I'm not, it's not at the, uh, yeah, this was not on the, the agenda, but we are, I am still here in Rome, but at the airport, just in front of the duty-free shop. As a matter of fact, uh, significant, significant delays. Uh, it sounds like they've been in the national news. A lot of the delays that are going on right now, especially on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. So we've been delayed about half a day for our whole trip. And so um, I had to send Caleb the regrettable text this morning that I will not be there tomorrow. <laughs> and I am very sorry. Uh, but no, but it's great to hear you guys. It's been it's been crazy. I, I mean, I have truly felt like I have been kind of disconnected from what's going on back home. It, it feels like the only the only real stuff I've heard. Unfortunately, the only thing that I've seen is feels like a lot of push notifications about traffic accidents mm-hmm. for the most part. But um, but yeah, so it's uh, it's great to hear you guys' voices and and hear you back again. I had a great time. I'm tired. Getting excited for a nine hour flight in a very small seat. Uh, <laughs> but other than that, trip went great. I got. I've got a lot of I've got a lot of stories to tell when I get back. Well, we can't wait to hear all of them, but I've got to ask on the staying disconnected part of it. Obviously, here locally, we there were the fireworks. There there were a number of accidents. There were some fires, but in Huskers, there were a lot of commits. You you had a lot of good news happening there, but then internationally, there was an entire uprising in Russia, and it it ended in Russia. All while you've been been gone, how how much have you really kept up on? Numb. I mean, that we kind of did just because that was sort of in the news everywhere. But the crazy, like the craziest thing, like talking about de- being disconnected is I have had my phone and to the extent that Twitter still lets you use it. I kind of got some news there. I had a few apps that still gave me push notifications from home. But the, actually, the biggest change has been I haven't watched TV at all, mm. like zero TV, because there there's no there's no English English language TV. Uh, almost anywhere like maybe one of the hotels we had had cnn international which is in english but other than that there's been no tv so to the extent that it's been on on twitter or something and i haven't and you know we've had sometimes good good connections with internet we were actually lucky because t-mobile uh has kind of a good system so we had decent internet the entire time but yeah i feel like i have a i have a, a lot to learn about all of those things and i kind of in, i kind of intentionally did it too which was also very nice too, just mm-hmm. not to to think about all those things, which is part of the vacation too. So 
How are you guys doing? We went fantastic. We've only had to use the dump button three times while you've been gone. <laughs> he got he got some dumps what? going on. <laughs> what is that? Three times? Oh yeah. We, Caleb got a little a little we, crazy. We we will explain that a little bit more when you get back and and we can tell the full stories in their in their in gritty details. Uh, but there were a couple on the uh, on the text line. Chicken Rich wants to know if on the fourth you were able to light off any fireworks. Jack, do we still got you? I think he may have muted himself, which is always fun when you're you're in an airport. And maybe, maybe I, thought, I thought maybe you dumped him. No, so. no, I did not hit the dump button on on him. And and again, in, inside we we've got our own little. All right, I muted my. Sorry, hey, 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 hey. Sorry, I muted myself <laughs> in the heat. You're right. <laughs> no, I did not see a single firework. I I did not. There was no reference. No nothing. Um, other than like occasional pictures that I saw on social media, which wasn't much, which I don't even know. It sounds like it rained over there a decent oh. amount. Did that dampen everything? It was like a hurricane. Uh, yeah, it, it's it stopped fires from being worse, but no, that did not dampen anyone's spirits from lighting off a literal like war zone in the middle of a thunderstorm and a flash flood warning. No, like like pe- I was Jack. Jack, I, I was walking the dogs because we had gotten back yesterday, and it's right as downpour, downpour, downpour. And I went, all right, well, we got to take the dogs out. They're going to get wet at some point, so let's just do it now so they can dry before I go to bed. And I go out, and I'm walking them, and I'm like, why does it sound like none of the fireworks are getting less and less? I think there's actually more. I hear uh, there's lightning, Wait. there's thunder, and there's fireworks all at the same time. So were people were lighting them while it was raining, are you telling me? Oh, yes, yeah. while we was are that, in a flash, happening? flash flood warning. Lightning all over the place, thunder rumbling across the 40, capital 50 city. Mile an hour winds and <laughs> fireworks well, going would, off. Okay, well, I was. Oh my gosh, that sounds crazy. About what I expect for Lincoln on Fourth of July. Actually, that sounds about exactly right. I was just wondering if it was one of those deals where people didn't get them set off because of the weather, and so tonight you're going to have another loud night. No, I, I'm sure there will be a few people tonight, but we've already had chaps on folks saying, please, no, not another night of it. By the way, Chicken Rich was just asking on that mostly to say that he assumes you did light a candle or two since you were in Rome, and that's also known to us in America as Roman candles. Yeah, <laughs> there were candles. Now, most of the one at the uh, famous basilicas and cathedrals, they've mainly gone to the, uh, surprisingly enough, a lot of the like electronic ones, mm-hmm. <laughs> actually. So they have those there. So I didn't even, I haven't done really anything with fire that I can think of during this time. I tried to light a, oh, I know. I tried at, uh, at our Airbnb, I tried to light a grill. Uh, they had like these European white cubes that were supposed to be like fire starters for them. What? Uh, and I did not succeed. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is. It looked like a very strong chemical. So it did was you not... supposed to be kindling. So okay. I didn't grill. No. So it was, it was the one night we were going to have burgers because we were cooking at home and I ended up frying them in a pan because <laughs> i couldn't get the charcoal grill to work i know frying them in a pan like, like you live in an apartment <laughs> but it was like it wasn't it wasn't like a grill it wasn't like uh you know the charcoal grill you guys have in your backyard it was like a it looked like the the grill or like the wood the oven they fire a pizza in okay it was all brick <laughs> and it just had the charcoal just like laying in the open i did not know how to properly keep that it, it it never worked. It wait, did never worked. Wait, so. you were going to not, do I, you were going to do wood fire burgers? 
No, it was it was charcoal. Well, I think it was charcoal. I don't even know if it was charcoal. It didn't feel like charcoal. It felt like black wood. <laughs> like it was. I was very unfamiliar with a lot of it. And then, like every time I would have something like with directions like that, I tried to use Google Translate because you can just take a picture mm-hmm. on Google Translate, and it's incredible technology. Actually, it'll just translate it right there. Um, but that still wasn't enough to allow me to use the. Yeah, I don't think it was charcoal. Now that you mention it, <laughs> it was like the. It was like the. It was kind of was the consistency of styrofoam, whatever I was supposed to be burning, and it didn't stay hot. So we had pan fried burgers one night, which is very exciting. Probably everyone's favorite uh, dinner in all of Italy. So you're, by the way, right now in Rome. The what? What do you have for a temperature? It's got to be high eighties, right? Oh, it was like the same. Yeah, it was it was hot the entire time. It was the day we were in our first day we were in Rome it was like ninety nine. Then uh, like to yesterday, I don't know what it was today, but yeah, high eighties, low nineties. Google says it's currently ninety degrees in Rome. Yeah, Here that in sounds Lincoln, right. That it, sounds right. I, it's sixty eight yeah. right now. High of seventy seven. Oh. <laughs> high of seventy nine tomorrow. Yeah. Seventy four Friday. Seventy eight Saturday. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Inject that in my my my. If my return to America wasn't going to be sweet enough already, which it is going to be for a lot of reasons, uh, that makes it. Now I got to spend a night in Chicago first, but once I get home to that, oh my goodness, humidity going to be wonderful. Humidity ninety percent though. Oh, well, that's all right. That's that's still going to feel all right in the 70s. Yeah. That it, sounds wonderful. Yes. No. I am I am very <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll get into it cuz it's it, there's some great stories, but there are definitely some things about our country that I miss very much. Little things. And I mean, yeah, freedom, all the things we are celebrating on the 4th of July, of course, but I mean little things. Little things like giant glasses of ice water being available to you almost anywhere oh yeah they oh, don't they gosh. don't do ice water do they it's not even ice water it's just water is that i don't know how this entire country isn't dehydrated <laughs> it's unbelievable it's all like, wine. The, like the, honestly seriously if if the bible happened only in italy jesus would have turned wine into water I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> you guys you guys need a little h2o there's a little bit too much wine it's, happening here. It's, frankly, no, frankly, honestly, it's frankly every, it's all non-alcoholic beverages. They're just, they're no, there's very little, if you can get them, they're of incredibly small quantities. I want large quantity. I mean, don't get me wrong. The wine is great, right? Beer, eh, not so good, right? but the wine is great. <laughs> but, 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 you know, I haven't had a diet Mountain Dew, Caleb, and, and uh, in two weeks. I can feel I you shaking dying. while you say that. I am getting the Diet Mountain Dew shakes, uh, Caleb and Doug, right now. And so I'm first thing I do, I'm going to get in O'Hare, and I don't care if it's a two-liter bottle. And I don't care if it's right in the middle of O'Hare, but I'm just going to, like, I'm going to ju- just like a, uh, like a guy at the end of a football player at the end of a game, just drink and pour it all over my face. Please video run that. Down the, run down the terminal in O'Hare with that sweet, sweet Diet Mountain Dew. They have Coke and Coke Zero and Fanta. Some, a couple had Sprite. Okay. That's what they got for pop. Okay. That's what they got for pop. Uh, and then, and then about half the time, you're so excited that you did get water, but you accidentally ordered sparkling water. Oh <laughs> man, that sucks. That's what? like Sprite without the fun. 
<laughs> without the, the fun. fun. <laughs> uh, what what was your your reception as you guys went all over the place for for a couple of weeks as being the the dirty Americans over in Europe? <laughs> well, I mean, the funny thing is, if you were in Ro- in Rome or Florence or any of the big cities. It was, we were all there. I mean, <laughs> it was Americans everywhere. <laughs> it was Amer- It was everywhere. So, I mean, we were like, felt like the majority in the tourist areas. And you um, couldn't get them to add little... some ice to the water? No, no, there was not. I can't, we're, we're saying, we're probably staying in some hotel tonight by O'Hare. First thing I'm going to do when I get there is get that sweet ice bucket. <laughs> I haven't seen an ice bucket despite the, the fact that I've stayed in six hotels. And just fill that thing with ice and just get a spoon and chomp on it. Oh, God. America, baby. Oh, geez. All right. Well, well. before we let you get back to hanging out at the airport, it, it, go ahead. No, I was just going to say I'm working on – I will have the rankings for you of things that are better in Italy than America and a little preview I gave you there and things that are way better in America than Italy. So I've got, <laughs> I, I'm working – I'm going to work on – the. I. I got like an eight, nine hour flight to work this out my list, but I'll give you the complete rankings when I get back. Well, I, I know you I know you said the the ice in, in particular, but because it is a what chaps your hide Wednesday, what what's really chapping you uh, as you're waiting at this airport and not sure a hundred percent if there's gonna be more delays? Um let's see. I th- that was a big one. Um I you know what? They, 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 I'll tell you this. I will tell you one thing too, and this is another little bit of a preview of of um, what I'll probably see when I do the ratings. But you'll be surprised. There's one thing that pizza in Italy has in common with pizza at Casey's General Store. Okay, no, it's that they both th- they both think it's okay to put lettuce on pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, Italy. <laughs> they don't they don't try to like roll they don't try to roll out some like garbage breakfast pizzas, do they? No, no, they don't do that. They don't do it. It's, it's yeah. I okay, yeah. I'll, I'll I've got a lot of. Okay, I've got, I could do three hours of pizza takes. <laughs> I really could. So I don't want to get get me going out because I know we're almost out of time. But I will. Uh, I will have plenty on that for you. Plenty of plenty of food talk. Plenty of food takes. Um, but I'm very excited to be back. Had a great time. And hey, and most of all, uh, at Doug and Caleb and and Mark and everybody. I I really really appreciate. I know how hard it is to do this when someone's gone because it sucks when you're gone. So, uh, wait a minute. Was he, was he saying thank you saying it sucks when somebody's gone and he literally just disconnected <laughs> right at the end of it. <laughs> he literally was thanking us. And he's like, no, that's too much. I can't thank you guys anymore. I have to just disconnect. All right. Well, there you go. That's Jack Mitchell. He might be back Friday. We hope all the, all the flights and everything go well. Obviously, as he said, he might be staying in Chicago tonight, so he will not return to the show tomorrow. Potentially back Friday. I'm anticipating a Monday return for Jack Mitchell to LNK today. If I do get him back up, we'll we'll let him know the, the segment went great. We'll pass along uh, some of your guys' texts and uh, messages that you sent in during that segment as well. It's 825. We'll get sports next on LNK today. I like the local news because it doesn't get into all the much cooler day with a high temperature in the mid to upper 70s. The humidity will also be falling through the day along with the north wind at 10 to 20 miles per hour. For the Channel 8 Storm Alert team, I'm meteorologist Malcolm Byron. 
He's been talking Huskers on the Nebraska airwaves for nearly three decades. It's Old Timers Day on the radio dial with former KLIN morning show sidekick, John Bishop. The birthday boy, another year older along with America, John Bishop. How you doing this morning on a July 5th? I'm just glad the bombing has stopped. Yeah, well, that's what you think. And I'm talking about the rain, not the fireworks. (laughs) Either way, both of them, still potential. We can always get more. Oh, we probably will. I mean, I can only imagine what that two-hour rain delay did for everyone's fireworks. You know, they, you know, as much as they tried to probably blow them all up in the final couple of hours before the deadline, I'm guessing there's still a lot of leftovers out there. What what rain delay? Nobody was ever delayed on on my side of town. Well, uh, okay, I guess I was only speaking for my boys who had all their friends <laughs> over, and they were they they spent time you know playing cards and stuff killing the time but you're right there were still a lot of folks out there trying to shoot stuff off in the middle of the rain i was watching a little bit of uh rusty dawkins's coverage yesterday um and it, it was funny every time he would go to the skycam view and you'd see the storm clouds rolling in and the rain starting and yet you could still see the fireworks just lighting up different neighborhoods around town so <laughs> nothing nothing will undaunt the spirit of america when it comes to blowing up random chinese fireworks yes when we want to light off explosives not even mother nature can stop us no no. although there there were several professional shows across the state that canceled or postponed but not everyone's neighborhood fireworks show. <laughs> that that was for sure. They were making sure that was still going to go on. Yeah. No. It, though it was funny because, you know, we've had, I do think it was a little more muted in our neighborhood this year than it's been in years past. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think the timing of the holiday uh, had something to do with it. Um, you know, I'm not saying that it was quiet by any means, but it didn't seem nearly as nearly as boisterous as years past so you know these these midweek fourths of july you know if if your cohort there you know gets back from visiting don chicho over there in italy uh, at some point um you know his his ongoing pursuit of trying to make the july 4th holiday a permanent weekend destination there are advantages to having it in the middle of the week true just like next week or next next week next year it's going to be on thursday See, but that's almost so that's almost so close to the weekend that it may not affect it. You know, that that leap year thing kind of messes everything up because, you know, if we were on a regular schedule, it would be on Wednesday next year. I know, but I'm but, but what I'm saying is with it being on the fourth, most likely in our company, we're gonna get the fifth off. Yep. Where as opposed to Man, those fireworks really kept me up last night. I couldn't get any sleep. The dogs weren't having a good time, blah, blah, blah. The kid was scared. There was also a storm. No, 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 no. Next year, I'm sleeping in on the 5th, as opposed to waking up four hours later. Yeah, that would be nice. (laughs) That would be nice. Though, of course, the fireworks may still be going on, and they may stretch throughout the entire weekend. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that, as long as on the 5th, I get to sleep in. Well, yeah, I, as one who used to do the whole morning show thing, I appreciate where you're coming from. <laughs> Big time. What, uh, what, like, how does one celebrate for you? Because I always hated that my birthday was usually the, usually still is, it's the week before Thanksgiving. So growing up, I would tend to get presents 
when everyone just kind of got together at Thanksgiving and I was like, okay, this is, I want to celebrate my birthday and this holiday. And these are separate things for you. It's, it's one big fireworks show across the country. I, I mean, I always liked it. Right. Cause you know, there, there, everyone was out doing things. It, it, it always felt a little more special, you know, obviously they weren't doing it in my honor, but they were. Um, it was always, it was, cause it gave people an excuse and it was a built in holiday. Mm-hmm. So relatives had days off from work or friends, you know, and everything like that. Plus it's in the summer. So school's out anyway. Um, it, it's actually a really good day to have a birthday. Um, if you, if you can tolerate fireworks, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, and you know, uh, listen, my, my aver- aversion to fireworks only started here in the last few years. So I wasn't, uh, I, I was just as bad as everyone else once upon a time when it come to blowing things up and lighting things on fire, but it's actually a really good day to have a birthday mm-hmm. because, you know, everything kind of times out really nicely and you're spending a lot of time with family and friends and, um, you know, and, and it's not one of those where, you know, uh, it's too close to Christmas. I always felt f- bad for the kids who had their stuff too close to Christmas because that's a present holiday, right? Right. Whereas all the other holidays, you know, usually don't have a lot of presents attached to it. So, um, yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, we actually went and saw a movie yesterday and uh kind of relaxed and did most of the fourth of july stuff on the third it was uh it was pretty good what movie did you go see we went and saw a new indiana jones movie ah which is okay um you know it's never going to replicate the magic of the originals but um it was a good way to pass the time and stay out of the heat i i enjoyed it yeah good i i i don't know maybe it's just because i'm a little bit younger I don't have a whole lot of interest in going to see it. I, I can wait for it to come out on streaming somewhere. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it, you know, it's it's totally, you know, for those of us who are who grew up in that era, mm-hmm. um, you know, and you always wonder if you go back to the well one too many times, but the, the one before it was, you know, critically panned. So I guess, you know. One more reason to give eighty-three-year-old Harrison Ford a paycheck, oh I guess. God. He's that um, old. Like I, I. Forget. Yeah, he's he. I wow. think eighty-three. I think. Wow. I think he's low eighties. You know, and and nowadays with technology, because they do a little um, flashback and forward in this one, you you still you get to see him as a younger person, and the the effects were really good. I mean, it it uh, it made it look like you know it was you know, 50-year-old Harrison Ford acting there for a little while. Um, it's almost scary what they can do with technology. Oh, man. That, that well, in those instances, yeah. But I started to see over the weekend, I saw maybe it was a minor league game. There was a uh, There was a pitch, and it looked like it was just outside. Umpire called it a strike. The batter immediately tapped his head, and apparently that's the the signal to appeal. And the yeah. umpire turned around, and whatever the technology was behind him that that looked at whether or not it was a ball or strike, looked at it, went, okay, it's a ball, and then the batter got his base. We When can we start instituting that in Major League Baseball? Well, I mean, that's part of the experiment, you know, going on right now. Um, then there's two different forms. The one you just described is the challenge um, where, 
you know, the, uh, you still have a human umpire who is in car in charge of balls and strikes, but you get, and I think it's three, I think it's three challenges per game. Um, and I think if you win the challenge, you get one back. Okay. So you, you could have more than that. Um, but if a batter thinks a pitch was missed, they can challenge. Or if a pitcher thinks that a pitch call was missed, he can challenge. But it has to be instantaneous. Mm. It can't be like what we see in Major League Baseball today where you have a call at first base and everyone's looking into the dugout and the manager's getting a signal from their video department on whether or not to challenge a bang-bang play at the at first base, this has to be instantaneous. I mean, if a pitcher thinks, hey, umpire squeezing me, he taps his head. It's got to happen instantaneously. And then they use the ABS, the automatic ball strike system, to determine it. The other thing is to have a permanent automatic balls and strikes where the home plate umpire has the earpiece in his ear and the so-called robot umps are calling every pitch. And so they're experimenting with both this year in AAA. And, you know, I'm as much as I'm reticent to, because I think we sometimes overuse instant replay. um, I think it's kind of become too pervasive. There's a part of me that still wants the challenge system more than just automatic balls and strikes. Mm-hmm. Cause if there's one thing, I don't know what you've noticed, Caleb, cause you watch a lot of baseball. I I've noticed one thing about major league umps for the most part, they do a really good job of calling balls and strikes. Yeah. Uh, for, you know, Angel Hernandez and some of the really crappy umpires aside, uh, you know, most games now you have a K zone or the, you know, the, the invisible strike zone, whatever it is, the graphic on the screen where you see in real time, and it's amazing how many borderline pitches they get right. Yeah. And 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 so there's a part of me that wants to still keep that human element left in the game because you know it would it, it's just you know it, you don't want to turn everything over to technology. Then of course there are those times where you know your team gets hosed on a bad strike three call and you're <laughs> instantly screaming for the robot umps. But yeah, I think you know we'll we'll see. I don't know if it's going to happen as quickly. You know, obviously you've got to deal with unions and 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 the like. But I would not be surprised if one of those two systems, either the challenge system or the full time ABS, was in Major League Baseball within the next couple of years. I kind of like. The idea of that mixed use where it's the challenge system, because you still have that human element. And to me, that human element makes makes was one of the things that makes baseball great because, yeah, it, it sucks when it goes against my team. But sometimes I see a ball come through at the ankles and it goes against your team. And, well, that's just how it goes. I'm sorry. Now we get out of it with a win. Well, you know, Caleb, if you think about it, the home plate umpire is the most. What's the word I want to use? Um, influential official in sports mm-hmm. because literally every play comes down to their decision. You you know everything outside of you know throwing to first base, you know trying to pick off a runner or something. But you know, unlike basketball, unlike football, there's not a foul on every play. Um, but there has to be something adjudicated. There has to be either a ball or a strike called on every single pitch. And so the home plate umpire, you you would go from, if you went to the automatic 
ball strike system full time, you would literally go from the home plate umpire being the most influential referee or official in sports to being the least most of, you know, because literally all the only thing they would be in charge of anymore is calling safer out. Mm -hmm. And even that could be challenged. Um, and their authority to call balls and strikes. So it would be a radical change. It really would. And, and I don't, I don't know if we appreciate how radical it might be to the, to the sport more so than what we've seen this year with the pitch clock and some of the rules of engagement, you know, throwing to first base and whatnot, because, you know, that's literally been at the heart of the sport since the sport began. And you would be taking that out of the hands of of the human element. So, yeah, I, I tend to lean towards, you know, something that still keeps the home plate umpire. And that's why I, one of the things I can't stand about college football replay is it's so arbitrary. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because, yes, you can technically challenge, but all, most of the time you're waiting for, you know, the magic buzzer to go off and Dr. Beeper to ring down to the guy on the field and say, oh, we're going to challenge this play. Mm -hmm. And 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 I hate that. I think all, if you're going to challenge the authority, challenge, or challenge, not the authority, but if you're going <laughs> to challenge the call, if you're going to challenge the decision of an official, there sh it should be a strategy move. There shouldn't just be these automatic reviews at the monitor. It, every every review, anytime you want to challenge an official or an umpire's decision, should be a strategy play, whether it's from a player or from a coach or from a manager, because then that still keeps the human element in the game. There's an element of chance there um, that you know you're taking that you know, hey, if I don't get this right, then I lose this challenge and I don't have the ability to do it later. So. Um, I, I tend to lean that way with all forms of umpiring because I don't want to lose the human element, which is the most critical element in all sports. My immediate concern from a, whether it would be a teammate or a manager standpoint on just like they like you said, they're, they're working on where they can challenge and you get three and seems to work the same way as all challenges do now, where if you get it right, you keep it. If you, if you get it wrong, you lose it. I now have to decide what players I am greenlighting to do those challenges because sure. like, it has to be immediate. There are some guys that, I mean, when the the pitcher no longer really goes up to to bat, but but if you got deep enough into a game and somebody goes up, or there's a guy who's he's your eight hole hitter, he's your nine hole hitter, and he's just he's going through a slump, he's not seeing the ball really well. I'm probably not greenlighting everybody on the team to challenge if they think they got a bad call, right? No, absolutely, because you know, and 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 you'll have these call ups. You'll have guys that just get called up from AAA, yeah. right? Maybe making their major league debut. Um, are you going to put that put it in the hands uh, of of those individuals? So you you know, again, it just adds to the layer of strategy of you know which players do you trust? You know whose judgment do you trust? How many challenges do we have left? When do we decide to use them? And 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 again, um. You know, and, and it is it is it's a push and a pull because, yes, I want to see the calls right. Everyone wants to see the calls right. But, you know, there's always going to be that element that, you know, if you turn everything over, I, I mean, imagine if you could do that with basketball 
And every every and I know it's impossible. Well, maybe it's not with AI these days, but um, <laughs> where every foul was determined by a robot. Oh man! I mean, the game would be so dramatically changed, and it would probably it would lose a lot of its spirit. Same thing with football. I mean, you could probably call holding on every play. You can't. You still have to allow for some leniency because, again, the human element is the most important thing in sports. And and just as players and coaches make mistakes, the people who adjudicate the games also make mistakes. And that plays into, you know, the whole drama that makes sports, you know, the most musty television there now is anywhere. Just because you brought up basketball, I... I only I was in high school 15 years ago. The way I played basketball then, and I was very fortunate to start all four years. We went we went to state. I, I was all conference. All these things, cool. But the way I played then would be illegal now. Like yeah. it, it's not not that today is less physical, but even 15 years ago, the way we played, where you jammed cutters, you threw guys out of bounds on the baseline, and yeah, sometimes it was a foul. But the way we played then, you could not play in 2023. And I can't imagine how you would have to go through and put together that that formula, that algorithm, for AI to make those calls. Right. Which is why I hope it never happens, (laughs) um, and it probably never will. But, yeah, you you know, and and listen, you know, we see it sometimes. We've seen it in basketball where – you know, they they start to emphasize certain things or they tell the officials, hey, we need to, you know, rein in the game a little bit and allow for more freedom of movement. And there's a constant, you know, push and pull of, you know, what you what it is that you do for the betterment of the sport. Mm-hmm. And, and those things are always going to be there and, and, and always should be there because um, it, it's what makes everything, you know, dramatic and fun. You know, it, it you know, it's it's hard. It, as much as we all want every game to be officiated fairly and properly, um, I think there's also that element of uh, you want to be careful what you wish for because you just might get it. Yeah. Well, we're going to continue to see how any of that actually develops and what kind of changes. Hopefully any changes that do come to baseball, John, are as good as what we saw for the pitch clock this year and how Beautiful. how helpful that was to – College game, pro game, all of it just seems to be working out really, really well for the little bit of apprehension we had early on. We do tend to complain about a lot of rules changes. This was one that is a home run, pardon the pun. No, I I won't pardon it because I think we were all thinking it anyway. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hopefully Jack can get out of Rome today and and we talk with him next week. Yeah, well, you know, um, after he uh, after he took out Don Chicho, uh, you know, avenging his family's loss, uh, it might be a little hard. Much cooler day with a high temperature in the mid to upper 70s. The humidity will also be falling through the day, along with the north wind at 10 to 20 miles per hour. For the Channel 8 Storm Alert team, I'm meteorologist Malcolm Byron. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. Thank you to Jack Mitchell for joining us yeah. from Rome. Thank you all for sending in your chaps for this What Chaps You Hide Wednesday. And, of course, John Bishop of 1620 The Zone, who just joined us a few minutes ago. Tomorrow, it's a Ticket Thursday. We've got a four-pack of tickets to Catch Me If You Can by Pinewood Performing Arts a little bit later this month. That four-pack will give those away tomorrow on a Ticket Thursday. Also going to have the Grow Lincoln team in, and we'll 